When the game is over and you want more. When the news breaks and you want more. When you wake up and you want more. It's highlights, it's breakdowns, it's analysis, it's opinion. It's curbside reaction. Your next day post-game podcast. And it starts now. I thought we had a a lackadaisical second. Obviously, just our execution wasn't there. But um, I thought we had a good start and finished it well. I thought we managed pucks well. Um, you know, didn't give many odd man rushes or too many great A's. Kind of locked things down and, um, you know, waited for them to give us our opportunities. And, you know, we could have had, you know, four more goals probably in the third there, a couple posts. So it was a solid third for us. Yeah, you don't want to let them hang around, right? If you, you know, let them keep rolling around your zone and, and getting chances, they're going to find one eventually. They've got a lot of offensive talent over there, and, you know, they can score goals. So I thought we did a good job of limiting that. Did you believe, you know, growing up last couple of years that you could be a 20-goal scorer in this league? Did it feel like something you could do? Absolutely not, no. I didn't think so. But, you know, I'm playing really good players and, um, you know, be putting great opportunities by everyone around me. So I owe a lot of credit to the people I'm playing with. Um, you know the coaches for trusting me and giving me that ice time that opportunity so it's kind of just um, you know a blessing I'm trying to take advantage of it. Who's going to go for that the empty net at the end there? I told him he should have um, he's got a good backhand he works on it all the time so um, two goal lead he probably had a little cushion and maybe go for it but um, no, he's too scared I guess. Well that was Jake Neighbors after a terrific game and a two goal game that led the St. Louis Blues to a three to one victory over the Buffalo Sabres in their first game back after the all-star break and bye week and the St. Louis Blues picked up their 27th win of the season with a three to one victory on the road against the Buffalo Sabres. The victory opens up a three-game road trip for the Blues that'll take them into Montreal today with a 12 noon St. Louis time puck drop and then into Toronto on Tuesday, all three games against the Atlantic Division before coming home. Hello everybody and welcome into Curbside Reaction, your next day post-game podcast featuring everything St. Louis Blues. The Blues would get goals from Jordan Cairo and two from Jake Neighbors. Joe Hofer was fantastic with a 33 save performance and the St. Louis Blues get the victory. Again, their overall record now 27-21-2. 56 point is good enough to keep them in a playoff spot. At the end of the Blues game yesterday as they played in the afternoon the Blues were tied in points with the LA Kings who had the top wild card spot LA at the time of this recording playing later in the day against the Edmonton Oilers. You heard from Jake Neighbors. Let's get you the highlights from the game. The puck in on a nice play by Cairo to Thomas now. Continuing on the power play. 0-0 to score. Robert Thomas. Back door he goes to Neighbors. They score! The pass was intended for the back door. And it deflected to Neighbors on the near side. He pokes it in. And the Blues take a 1-0 lead. 7.07 to go. Period number one. In front, Thompson. They go to shoot it and score. Their captain, Kyle Oposo, flips it in as he was heavy on his stick. And a second period comeback here this afternoon ties the game at one. Played away by Pareko to the far side. Put in behind the net to Butchnevich. Trying to wrap it around and up to the blue line. Pareko, slap shot went wide. Back to Callie Rosen. Right point, Pareko. In front it comes. Kairu score! Deflected off Butchnevich to an open Kairou in the slot. He beats Lucan in glove side and inside the post. 2-1 to one, St. Louis. 15-28 to go. Period number two. Up to the blue line. Darlene right side. Tuck. Slap shot to the front. Right pad save. Hofer off another deflection. This one from the big body of Greenway. Here's Skinner walking it in. Leaves it up to the blue line. Now from Paterka. 
to Darlene. Left side, middle stat, far wing. Paterka with a shot that's robbed by Hofer. Now Darlene to the goal. Hofer the save on the deflection by Tuck. And that puck cleared out by the St. Louis Blues to the Buffalo zone. Now to Casey Middlestack into the far corner. Centered it one timed on. There's a nice play there from Eric Robinson. And Hofer's going to make the save. He's been good. Buffalo's going to dump it in. Luke it in. Looking from the crease to the bench. He's out to the hash marks. Down to 2.05 to go. Blues win the ball battle. That's Kapanen. Nice play from Neighbors to Shen. Shot. Rebound, Neighbors. He scores! Jake is two, and the Blues lead 3-1. to 1.57 to go in the third period. And it all started with a wall battle. One back in their own end. Blues clear it out to center. Buffalo's Taze Thompson will get it. He's got it at the red line. Stick handles in, and uh, that'll do it. Bring out the Zamboni. St. Louis Blues open up the road trip with a solid 3-1 win in Buffalo. They're back to six games over 500, Joe, and that's a big win. Right after the game, Callie Rosen threw the headsets on for us. He played his first game back up with the big club this season. After playing a total of 44 games with Springfield, picking up 25 points, he wound up getting a big assist on Jordan Cairo's game-winning goal, and Callie Rosen joined us after the game. What was one of the key messages you guys were told heading into this game today? I think it's, you know, stay focused for, for 60 minutes and get a good start here after the break, and... Uh, Yes, they detailed in all our game, and uh, I think we did a pretty good job of that today. Callie, what's been the biggest challenge for you personally being down in the minors for the majority of the season? It's your first call-up game of the season, but take fans into the perspective of a player who's patiently waiting for an opportunity like you have been for the last five months. I mean, I think just keeping keeping a good attitude, you know, no, never know when the chance comes, so you just got to stay ready, and uh, I think, you know, played a lot of men's down there this year, so uh, excited to be back. When you, when you come back up, and especially with a team that had been on a break like this team had had, how, how did you like the pace of this game? I mean, it's definitely a bit higher than, than down in the A, so uh, it was a good pace game, and uh, I think we played good uh, for 60 minutes as well, so uh, it's a good start. What have you seen out of Matthew Kessel, Callie? Of course, you play with him a lot there in the minors and now seen him up here at the league. What have you seen in his growth and development over the season? Yes, very solid. You know, I played a lot of games with him, like you said, and... Uh, play solid and uh, composed out there and uh, it's it's fun to see hey there, there still really isn't anything better than walking into an nhl locker room and seeing your name on a jersey is there that's uh it's a special feeling so definitely happy to be here and uh you know you gotta keep it going let's hear from the starting goaltender and the winning goaltender joel hofer it was good we had a lot of fun um yeah we were obviously focused in for this you know the whole time we were gone for this game and uh, obviously knew it was a big one so i uh, just happy to get two points Jake was saying you should have gone for the empty net there. Yeah, I was. You guys know I was gonna. Um, I don't know. It was a bobbling puck backhand. Got to work on my backhands first. Um, would have been a big risk. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just didn't want to do it. <laughs> I think it would have been icing though. I don't even know. Someone was saying it was going to be icing, so probably not a smart play by me. It's exciting to you know get the net anytime you're in. You obviously you know want to do good and um, you know get a win from the team. So um, yeah, I've been able to do that, and uh, yeah, it's been good. What's it been like for you to see Jake kind of have this the season that he's having right now? 
Yeah, it's great. He's uh, he's been he's been big for us. Um, you know, scoring lots of goals. Um, you know, brings energy every night. Um, you know, obviously, you know, hard working, gets on the forecheck, um, does all of those things right. So, um, yeah, he's uh, he's been great for us. Let's check in with the head coach of your St. Louis Blues, Drew Bannister. We had a good start. I was really impressed with their start, especially being off as long as we did. Um, you know, and then our third period. You know, we we looked like a team that was you know pushing trying trying to get the extra goal then sitting back and trying to to defend the one goal lead so really happy with the first and third our, our second wasn't as clean as it we'd like it um you know just weren't moving our feet we turned some pucks over and you know made it easier on them Pedro played outstanding you know he was he was outstanding for us there tonight you know and I thought I thought early on we played well in front of him he made the saves you know when we had some breakdowns that we we needed um you know and I thought we played well in front of him in the third power play goalie picks up a rebound real good play by Robbie to hit Bucci in the slot there a little high tip and and Jake's in the right spot again you know what we've been harping on is making sure that we're around the net um you know and then eventually you know in the third period I don't know how many two-on-ones we had and hit posts and stuff so it was nice to you know see us be able to to execute that play and Jakey score on that play I thought Sonny Walker, Torpachenko, they gave us a lot of energy. They were forward-checking, they were physical, so really, really happy with that line here tonight. I mean, I thought we got contributions from from every line. You know, I thought Hazy's line was really good in the third, and, you know, Robbie's line seemed to settle things down and play really, really well in the third for us. And, you know, Schenner's goal, you know, they get that big goal for us in the third and give us separation. Well, that's the head coach, Drew Bannister. After the game, we broke things down with our radio analyst, Joe Vitale. Yeah, you know what, Alex and I touched on the pregame. And everything you saw in the game, everything you've heard for the fans out there, listen to the game with Callie here is fully expected. I think that the game he played was exactly the game that Drew Banisher knew that he was going to get out of him, which I think is a really, really important thing. And we talked about it in the pregame. It's worth mentioning it again now. This time of the year, you need players that are one word, predictable. You have to know that this player is going to be in this spot at this time, and it's over and over and over. There's this predictability factor that is so crucial for the type of style the Blues want to play, for the system, for the philosophy. It, everyone feeds off of another, whether it be special teams or 5-on-5, five five, being connected on the forecheck, being tight defensively. They all lean on each other, and everyone has to be in that predictable spot because that's what makes it work. Matthew Kessel, he's been predictable. He's been in a good spot. You've heard Callie Rosen talk about him right there. He's just very steady, very confident. Callie Rosen's the same way. He plays that predictable style. He never runs himself out of position, never puts his defensive partner in a bad spot, never overhandles the puck, just makes the simple play, gets up, gets in the zone, goes north, and gets off the ice. He chips in, gets a nice assist on that Colton Pareko setup for Jordan Cairo in the second period, and he finds out getting his points too. So he doesn't overextend himself, but I think that this is what's been very constant about this entire team, not only Cali and Matthew Kessel, but there has been a predictability factor from everyone top to bottom. Drew Bannister has harped on him since he's come in here being predictable, having good tendencies, having good habits, getting down to the fundamentals and the foundational stuff that makes a player successful, whether it be stops and starts, whether it be going north. He has done a heck of a job coming in here, and this was a big, tall task for Drew Bannister Curbs to come into a game after a long 10-day break. How do you refocus this team and get them right back off where they left off? And this is a, this is a team to me on the ice that they didn't look like they skipped a beat. Two coaching decisions coming into this game that proved to be gold decisions for Drew Bannister. The one was starting Joel Hofer, and the other one ends up 
being starting that line of Sunquist, Toropchenko, and Nathan Walker to set a tone at the very beginning of a game. Yeah, I think that was the big question mark was the goaltender situation. We've seen him go back and forth. You know, you look at this back-to-back situation. They look at matchups. They look at how goalies have been in certain buildings. And I think they felt comfortable with Jordan Bennington more in, in Montreal than this game. And number one, it proved to be great. Not a lot of times backups get the first game of a back-to-back, but this was a great situation where now you get one good win underneath your belt on this road trip, so you're off to a great start, and now you still have your starting goaltender to use tomorrow afternoon in Montreal. So that's number one, just a really good feel, really good understanding of using your assistant coaches, talking to Dave Alexander, understanding what goaltender might have success in different buildings. So to me, that's number one. And number two, starting the fourth line on the road, doesn't really matter who they're starting with. They started with a Tage Thompson line every single period. He started with the fourth line every single period. I think the fourth line did a heck of a job shutting them down, number one. But Curbs, more importantly, what does that do for your top two lines? It opens them up. They start getting favorable matchups. We saw the top line in the second period convert. Jordan Cairo gets a goal. Jake Neighbors with two. One power play, one five on five. And I think that the St. Louis Blues fourth line did a heck of a job stunning this top line for the Buffalo Sabres to allow those top two lines to really go to work. You get the win. That's the important part, how it goes. Here's two scenarios. One, this was game number 33 remaining. So you've got 32 to go. You picked up two points. You move yourself into a points tie with the L.A. Kings who play tonight at home against Edmonton. And right now you are tied for the top wild card spot. You control your own destiny from that standpoint. The second aspect of it, 13 games to go before the trade deadline, and the Blues can define exactly how that's going to go as this moves forward. Well, exactly right. I mean, controlling your own destiny is going to be huge, I think, moving forward with this team. But you look at the run they went on to start before the All-Star break. That's the run every team has to go on at some point in the season. I was talking to a friend of mine who's a scout for a team up in the East Coast here, and they're a particular team. It's it's one up, one down. They go up by two, over 500, then they go down two. It was kind of the same thing with the Blues have been dealing with over the last two seasons up until they finally broke that, that kind of shell and ended up going four games over 500 finally. But, you know, you can't go one four, one down, two up, two down. You have to put a stretch together, and I think that St. Louis, that stretch they put together before the break was special. But now what were they going to do with it coming out of break? And, of course, they ended up coming up big. A great start to this road trip. This is a big road trip. Can they get two out of three? Can they get? Can they go 3-0 and come home from the Montreal and Toronto game and set themselves up to be potentially eight, nine games over 500, which to me is in an ideal spot down the final stretch. And I think for the St. Louis team curves is also a lot more urgency because they realize it's not necessarily the end of the season. It's You're kind of fighting up that trade deadline. Every team's doing it. We saw another couple of general managers here in the building here tonight. Everyone knows that's what's going on. So I think points now, wins now are ever so important for this team. And that certainly is the vibe across that room. But another just terrific defensive, defensively styled team with great goaltending and special teams gets the job done again. All right, what do you have with the Bud Light three stars of the game in your work boots? Number three here tonight, Kasper Kapanen. He was absolutely terrific. His wall play set up the Jake Neighbors' second goal. Number two, Joel Hofer. He was big all night long, all afternoon long, rather. And Jake Neighbors, two goal. He gets the number one star, no doubt. And Nathan Walker, you talked about him starting the game. He was terrific there as well. So Nathan Walker, that entire fourth line was great. But more importantly, Nathan Walker had that engine going that really got this team going. Joe, thank you very much. Let's check in with Tim Woodburn, a veteran broadcaster of 12 seasons of hockey play-by-play. He's covered major and minor league sports 
For over 30 years, he's a published author, and he gives us his thoughts on yesterday's game. Well, Chris, I'm going to get a little numbers happy with this part of the recap and of curbside. The Blues are now 19-1 and this season with the lead after two periods. I couldn't believe it when I saw the stat in the notes that they're the number one team in the NHL this season in one-goal games, a 750 winning percentage. And they're the only team out of 16 that, if the playoffs started today, has scored fewer goals than they've allowed, which tells you they lose big or they win tight. They've already lost eight games this year by three or more goals. Eat your heart out, Darren Pang, but holy posting. How many goalposts can you hit in one game? I wonder what the NHL record is for goalposts hitting a game. The Blues hit at least four, and two others went outside the, the net that were borderline posts, probably not counted as shots on goal, but nonetheless, a terrific way to start the road trip. The Blues only lost four out of 13 games in January. Uh, they would be in the playoffs today if the season ended today. They're going to be in a dogfight with Nashville and others, and uh, beat up on a losing team for a change. Uh, you know, they've beaten Florida, they've beaten Vegas, they've beaten Colorado this year, they've beaten Seattle, but they're losing to teams like Chicago and, and other teams with losing records. So beating up on a team like Buffalo, which has a losing record, uh, is something the Blues haven't done a lot of, and they'll have another chance tomorrow with a team that right now wouldn't be in the playoffs if the season started tomorrow, and that's Montreal. And Toronto, right after that, is only four points ahead of the Islanders for the eighth and last uh, wildcard spot in the Eastern Conference. So a lot of good things, a lot of great stuff from Jake Neighbors crashing the net. I love the way he scores dirty goals. 17 goals and four assists. You got to create a Cy Young award uh, for that. For Curbside, this is Tim Woodburn. Tim, thank you very much. Well, a lot of different things we could go to with some takeaways on yesterday's game. You could talk about Joe Hofer. You could talk the special teams aspect, going perfect on the penalty kill, getting a big power play goal in the game to take a lead as well. But you know what? You didn't end up on the score sheet, but something worth noting it's Tory Crew. Played in every game this season. He leads the Blues defenseman in total points with 20. Yes, he's only got the one goal on the season, but he has been a competitive player all season long. When you look at the career of Tory Crew, how he started undrafted, the career he had with the Boston Bruins, signing with the Blues, some of the, not turmoil, but potential decision he might have had to make on a potential trade this past summer, decided to say, no, I want to stay with St. Louis. He competes. And there was a play earlier in the game against the Buffalo Sabres where one of the big forwards came in on Tory Krug and he just stood his ground. It was Greenway, as a matter of fact, one of their biggest forwards. And Tory Krug just battled with him and won the battle. He'll take any and all comers. He's going to give you everything he's got. He'll block shots, he plays hard, and he competes, and he's had a doggone solid season. So Tory Krug, you might not have seen him on the score sheet today, but played a solid game anchoring that defensive pairing with Kessel. They played well, they shut down the other team, and Tory Krug is our takeaway from yesterday's game. It was a big win for the Blues. They hold on to a playoff spot. They improved to six games over 500, seven over 500 under Drew Bannister. And they'll go back at it against the Montreal Canadiens on today, Sunday, with a 12 noon St. Louis time puck drop on Super Bowl Sunday from the Bell Center. Big thanks to Joe Vitale, to Tim Woodburn, a big thanks to Grant Francis as well for helping put some of the editing together on the Curbside Reaction podcast. It's Curbside Reaction, your next day post-game podcast featuring everything St. Louis Blues. I'm Chris Kerber. Have a great rest of your Saturday into Sunday. We got the Blues and Canadians coming up later on today. We'll see you at the rink.